Imagine if each morning when you wake up, you're smiling and looking forward to your day, knowing you are happy even while you're dealing with grief and loss. The Grief and Happiness Podcasts inspires, comforts, and supports you with each new episode. I'm Emily Zerothret, welcoming you to explore with me your life of endless possibilities. Aloha. I'm so glad to have you all here today. You're going to love this podcast. My special guest is Shana Dukes, right? Did I say that correctly? Yeah. Has written a wonderful book and had an amazing experience that was so full of love that I'm just so happy to uh, share with her what she's up to, what she's doing. So welcome, Shana. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm super blessed that you are able to be a part of my book. Oh, <laughs> I am too. <laughs> and that's really special to me. I, I had no idea what I was getting into when I said yes, and I'm so glad I did. Me too. Uh, Meant it, to be. <laughs> the book is wonderful. Can you tell our uh, listeners about your book and what you wrote and why? And Yes. So my book is about living a joy-filled life with loss, basically. I, my husband, my family and I lost our fourth child, who was three at the time, to cancer in 2017. And there was a really long time where I just was checked out searching for things, anything that could just help me swimming in my grief. And I basically wrote this book for myself in those times, like keep going because you will get to the other side of it. And I think that there's some losses you never, ever fully heal from. I believe that child losses, it's, it's next level. I don't believe in comparing grief at all because loss is loss. And there's a lot of common attributes, but you know, living your life without one of your children that you should be watched growing up is, um, it's extra. (laughs) It's definitely extra. So I basically wrote the book to myself in those first couple years where I was just, I felt like a walking zombie. I can relate to that. Yeah. I call it grief brain. You know, yeah. you just get to the point where you you would like your brain to be working a little bit differently, but it's it can't at that moment. Yep. Yep. And it's so complicated because to everyone else on the outside, you look like, oh, she's doing good. Like she's not over it. I wouldn't say that. But I think if you're able to just function in society, everyone else thinks that you're doing great, but you don't feel like you're doing great. And it's very hard to. It's just hard, just really hard to process, to live through, to communicate about. So, you know, it's been five years for me now. And to be honest with you, I never wanted to write this book. I didn't. I fought it for a really long time. But whenever I spoke about grief, I had people say, you need to speak about that more. Your perspective is so real and so raw. And I want to hear more about what you have to say. And I was like, I just don't want to write about grief. I'm a nutritional therapy practitioner and I love everything holistic and healthy. So I teach online classes on just how to make your home healthier and using essential oils and all things holistic and 
And that's the path I was on. I was going to help people own their stories and be more healthy. And I just kept feeling this little nudge saying, you know, what about grief? Why don't you, you know, you want to help people own their stories maybe you should start with you. And I was like, oh, okay. My story's so hard. Yeah. But it's been this really amazing process because every point on my my book writing journey that I felt stuck, I prayed about it and had things come up. So before I even like committed to writing the book, I went on a run one day and I I always say my running time is my time with God. I just pray and breathe. I never listen to music or anything. And I went for a run one day and I came back and I had this whole blog post about grief in my in my brain. Like it just came to me. And I walked in the house and I just started writing down and my kids were trying to interrupt me. And I was like, don't talk to me. I just got to get this out of my head before I start getting distracted. And so I wrote this whole blog post about grief and I posted it and I had such an amazing response and people just being so grateful for me sharing my heart about it that I was like, okay, God, I'm listening. Is this what I'm supposed to do? Okay. Because it feels good to help people. And especially if it's has to do with your pain, if you can help other people in their pain. And so, yeah, it just kind of fell in my lap and it felt right. And, and then it all just kind of came together super quickly, which was amazing. But at every point, and even at one point I felt a little stuck and I prayed about it again. And I was like, okay, I don't want to just feel like I'm writing to have more material. How can I add more value to my book and how will it add more value to other people? I did this several times in my book writing process and I thought, oh, add other people's voices. That's great. Because I think that again, you don't, I don't want to compare grief. I don't want it to just be about child loss. That is the loss that affected me the most in my life. I've lost other people. I've lost two parents. I've lost a brother, but nothing gutted me like the loss of my son. And so, but I didn't want my whole book to be about child loss. So I was like, let's offer other people's voices of wisdom that have walked the walk and are on the other side. And so yours was such a brilliant addition with losing your husband's, unfortunately but you have a brilliant voice and how to still live life with joy. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. And I, I love that you did your book that way. Your story itself is really powerful. You had so much support and such great experiences in the process that I, I thought how wonderful to have the, the community behind you and the firefighters behind you and and everybody that was there supporting you. But I, I really loved that addition of other people's experiences because I have found with, with my writing and, and with my teaching, anything I do, the more personal stories that you can add that aren't necessarily yours, the more people pay attention because mm-hmm. they, they want to know what really happens with, with other people too. And yeah. I know in, in my book, I didn't have other people write sections of it, but I am, I did use other people's experiences. I had like 15 different people where they, they, I'd ask them questions and they'd send me answers. And so we, I could kind of weave it all together. Yeah, and I love that. I think it, it, it really enhanced it. And the people that you got, the stories were so powerful. 
Right? Yeah, <laughs> just amazing. Well, I want to say that was all God too, because, you know, you can, it just, because it came together so quickly. But I think that at the core of our human existence, we want connection. You know, and I remember in those first early days, just reading everything I could. I read every book on child loss. I did. I was like, okay, who, who's lost a child and is still living? How do you still live, you know, with Mm -hmm. this level of heartache? And so, yeah, I think it's really about connection and again, not comparing loss because your loss is, is it's relative to you. Right. So the way that I felt after I lost trucker could be the exact same way that you felt after you lost your husband's. So you can't compare grief and go, well, you know, it's just, it, it's not helpful. No. <laughs> it is what it is. It's relative. Right. So, so that's what I hope that I portrayed is that, you know, loss, any sort of loss is significant and relative. Yes. And you can still live with joy. Yes. Yeah, that's that's my whole story <laughs> is being able to go ahead and, and live your life. I know I I talked both my husbands were, were sick for two years before they died. They both actually died of the same thing. Uh, didn't know that my second husband had well, he didn't have it yet. Wasn't discovered until a few years into our relationship. So I, I really what didn't. was it? Congestive heart failure uh, followed by renal failure, which had they both were on dialysis because of the kidney failure. So uh, the lots of similar experiences. The the first one prepared me in a lot of ways for the second one, but in both cases we talked a lot. And one of the things that that both of them said to me is they they wanted me to be happy. Mm. And that it was important to them that I would be happy, whatever I needed to do to be happy. And at that time, I thought, there's no way I'm going to be happy after you die. <laughs> you know, what am right. I going to do? How can I live yeah, without you? Uh, to to just imagine that. But I always keep that in mind now if I ever start. And I still do. It's been five years for me. And I I still have my moments. Things will come up. And when that happens, I will recall, you know, the conversations about being happy. Yeah. I know Ron said once, he said, okay. I, I'm sure you're strong. You, if, if I die, <laughs> you, you would be fine. You'll, you'll do just fine. He said, but if, if you die, I couldn't handle it. I don't know oh. what I do with myself. <laughs> oh. So that made me think, well, I got to live then, you know, because <laughs> I yeah. don't want him falling apart. But at the same time, I thought, well, that means I'm not supposed to fall apart. I'm supposed to live yes. and find a way to do that to my best ability. Yep. Yeah, I heard this recently and it super stood out in my heart, but it said, you know, I believe this too, that not everything happens for a reason. I think some things are too dark. I won't say that pediatric cancer happens for a reason. It's so awful. It's so, so awful. But I think that when you can turn your tragedy into purpose, then that's where the healing is. Then it becomes beautiful, right? It's not, you know, go, oh, that happened because I was supposed to do this or whatever, but it's, it's your perspective and going, well, that happened and I can't change it. Now I have a choice in how I move forward. Mm -hmm. 
right? Yes. And, and it and doesn't it, take it away is. the sadness or the loss. It's just that you you still can enjoy life. And I think the people that are gone before us, they want that for us. I would want that. If I died, I would I hope that my husband is happy or can find happiness still. And even if that's with someone else or that my kids can have joy and you're never going to not miss the people that we lost, that we love. You just, you just kind of learn to navigate missing them. It doesn't become what's my, my friend's dad said this after he lost his wife. He's like, it, it doesn't, you never, what did he say? I'm botching it. But he said it just becomes more normal. It doesn't doesn't get easier. It just becomes more normal. And I'm like, that is exactly how it is. You can kind of navigate the different seasons and the emotions. And hopefully you have some tools in your toolbox that you can go, okay, well, well, what about when I'm sad? What about I do something that really honors him? Like donate money or buy somebody a coffee or buy, you know, an auntie's groceries or I know I talked about this a little bit in my book, but when my son was really sick, kind of at the end of his life, you know, we had never lost hope that a miracle could happen, but, you know, but it, anyway, the whole community that rallied behind us, nobody knew what to do. So they just gave us money, which was an incredible blessing. But at the end of it, you know, trucker died and we were like, oh, we have all this money. We could have bought new things. We were, we didn't, we were like, we don't care about it. Not in the sense that it wasn't a blessing, but in the sense that, I don't know, we just wanted to, we wanted to do things that made us feel good with it. So we decided to honor him by going on a road trip where we randomly blessed people all across America. So we were actually gone for four and a half months. And that's what we did. We were, we just, you know, we would, we told our kids, we said, Hey, if God put someone on your heart, we're going to just randomly bless them. You tell us. And so we would randomly buy people's lunch anonymously. And then we would leave them a card. We had these little cards made that had trucker's picture. And it just, you know, it was a little story. Like, this is what we're doing. This is why we're randomly blessing people in honor of our son who only had almost four years on, on the earth. And we would buy random groceries and, yeah, it was just, that's what felt right to do with that money is create new memories in moving forward with our other kids. Cause they had been through a lot too. trucker fought cancer for two and a half years. So it was a lot, it was a lot for my kids to go through at a really young age. It was a lot for us to go through. And so, yeah, it just felt right to honor him in that way. And, and I, I, I still do that, you know, if I'm having a bad day, I'm like, okay, well, I'm just going to randomly bless someone in his honor because it feels good. It makes you feel good. So yeah, hopefully you get some tools and. I love that part of your book. It actually just brought me to tears, which I don't usually do on podcasts, but uh, it that's so, so powerful that when you're, I find when I'm, I am not self-centered, but other centered, that it might sound strange, but it's easier to grieve because mm. it's not like you're you're sitting around and feeling sorry for yourself. You're putting things in perspective for the whole world and other people, other people who love, other people who grieve, other people who can use some support. 
I yeah. love what I'm doing now when, when I'm offering support to people. I, I just, I got an email just a couple of days ago from somebody who'd been coming to my Grief and Happiness Alliance saying how it was exactly what she needed. And she is mm. so grateful that she found the support that. that she has there. And I thought, well, then I'm doing the right thing. <laughs> I'm, I I'm, saw I'm a meme on one. the right path. <laughs> I saw a meme once and it has a swear word in it. So if you don't swear, close yours. But it's a... <laughs> Don't feel sorry for yourself. Only assholes do that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> wow. There's a fine line between like, you know, allowing yourself to grieve, but then wallowing in your pity too. Mm-hmm. And so, but I, I actually really like that. I was like, yes, you know, as I said before, all these things happen in our life and not just the death of a loved one, but obviously that's what we're here talking about today. But these things happen that you can't change. So now you have a choice in how you move forward. This is not going to change. This is a constant. It already happened. How you move forward, how you choose to live, how you choose to honor them, how you choose to manage your grief or whatever it is, that's on you. That's on you. Yes, it is. And that that's so important. You know, a, a lot of times people want to just, I don't think that they want to. I think that they don't know anything else than just sitting back and thinking, I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. I just, just breathing sometimes is all they can do, you know, mm-hmm. even getting up off the chair may be the hardest thing that they do all day long, just because it's grief can be that powerful. Mm-hmm. But if you know that you don't have to stay there. Yes. And and that you can in, in all different kinds of ways, be able to move forward a little bit. Yes. Uh, each time, then then it makes all the difference in the world. If you think that that's what your life is going to be for the rest of your life, I I know there's one no person. Hope. No, there's no hope. I know no. I know one person was very close to, and her husband died when they were in their forties, and she they were high school sweethearts, and not forties, fifties. They were in their fifties, and they never dreamed that they wouldn't be together their whole life. And when he died, she sat down in her recliner chair and spent the rest of her life there. Wow. And I I talked to her and I even <laughs> I went into to her home and did painting, got new furniture, got a bed because she didn't even have a bed because he had died in their bed and so she had it taken away and so her bedroom was empty. Oh. She just literally stayed in that chair. Oh. And I her example to me was I'm never gonna do that. I, I can I can see that, you know, I can love her and support her as much as, as I can. Yeah. But I have to see this as a lesson for me that mm. when you're alive, it's a gift. And yes. it's it's important to um use it the best way you can. Absolutely. And, and I think that it's important to also know that it's okay to feel all of the feelings that are associated with death. It's part of what makes us human. It is okay to have moments where you're just absolutely gutted, but then, but then what you have to, at some point, take a deep breath and decide how you're moving forward. Right. Yes. I allow myself to feel all those feelings. I used to try to just like push through the big anniversary dates. And now I'm like, you just probably won't be able to talk to me for about three days. 
Mm-hmm. And I'm okay with that. I allow myself to go there. I allow it knowing that it's going to hurt. It's going to be hard. My grief backpack's going to feel heavy. And then it's going to feel lighter again. Yeah, that's true. You know, you know what I do on those anniversaries is I write letters. Um, I'll write a letter to whoever it was who died on that anniversary and tell them anything that I would like to have told them in person. Mm. And then when I finish the letter, I write a letter back to me from them. Mm. And I it's, oh, it's so connecting. It's so, uh, I just feel so, so loved and so supported by doing that and doing it for me. I do it in a loving way that I'm, I'm expressing my love by doing it. And I think that's why the letters that come back are are so beautiful and Mm. nobody else ever reads them. Those aren't, aren't for anybody else's uh, eyes, but it, it really helps me get through those, those days that are tough. I love that. Yeah, that's super special. Anything that makes you feel connected still, right? Yeah, it's important. And I agree with you. I I always tell people that you don't get over grief. That is, if you loved someone, you're going to continue loving them. And they'll always be in your heart. As long as you're you're alive, they're still there in your heart. Yes. I had, I don't think I've told anybody this, but... I had an interesting experience recently. I had gone to a a concert, a jazz concert, and both my husbands, I I love to dance with them. We we enjoy dancing. And jazz musicians will get on a theme and play a really long number. And and I I was sitting there, and this uh, guy started to play on his trumpet a jazz version of Someday My Prince Will Come. Now, that's not a song you hear in jazz. <laughs> yeah. But it had kind of a beat to it, like like dancing. And I closed my eyes and I saw uh, Ron, my most recent husband, came up and took me in his arms and we were dancing. And it was mm. beautiful, really beautiful, easy dancing. And then Jacques, my other husband, cut in and he danced and they both were smiling. Oh, and I, it I was, oh. Oh, I was just sobbing by the end of that number. I'm sure that oh. I wasn't sitting too far away from the trumpet player. He probably thought I was crazy to cry at his, his song, but it, it was so beautiful. And just oh. it was just like this experience that, that came into me. I was wide awake. It wasn't a dream. I, it just, I could just see and feel everything that was there. So when, when you stay open, uh, that veil is thin. Yes, I agree. I absolutely agree. I think we just, we picture this heaven or this spiritual place like so far off. But I think that, I think in our human finiteness, we just can't see. I think it's, I believe in the signs. I I don't believe in coincidences. There's all these things. And I write about that in my book, like pay attention when, you know, a random animal shows up. You just, you just never know. And and I don't believe in reincarnation, but I do think that we have a creator that could orchestrate timely things to encourage your heart. And he's done it many times with me over, you know, the craziest things will happen. And I'm like, okay, I'm, I feel it like little hug from heaven, <laughs> you know? I love that little That's hug cool. from heaven. That's cool. <laughs> yep. Yeah. 
You yeah. have to be open. Yes. Yes, you do have to be open. And and you have to see to see that there's a future for you. Because a lot of times people kind of think with with a loss there's an end. And I know we were talking before we started recording about all the the plans you've got. And I just I think it's wonderful things to be excited about and thrilled about to get to do with your family. And it it just it's so important. Yep. Yep. Dream. Mm-hmm. What are the things that make you happy? Yes. And if you can figure out a way to also make money while doing the things that make you happy, and if you're helping and serving other people, in my opinion, you're winning at life. Absolutely. <laughs> it's it's wonderful. I know the more that I, I do this work, the better I feel about it. The, the more opportunities I have, the more I hear people... Uh, express how much what what I have helped them with helped them that it just I know I'm on on my path that was one thing yeah after uh, Ron died I was thinking okay now what's my purpose I've nursed these two husbands through their transition and now what what am I going to do for the rest of my life and as long as I focused on that came to me. <laughs> I know exactly what my purpose is now. And I do something every day working mm-hmm. on that. And it feels so good. I love that so much. I love what you're doing. I think it's really, really special. So thank you. Oh, thanks. I, I appreciate that. Well, uh, on our show notes for this this episode, I will put how you can get Shauna's beautiful book. You'll want to read it. It's It's really wonderful and how to contact her, that sort of thing. So just look at the show notes and so that you can stay in touch. Is there anything you'd like to say? I don't think so. Just if you are in it right now, if you're going through a hard time, just keep finding little moments of joy every day, just little moments of joy. And sometimes just it'll be one little moment that will get you through to the next little moment. And find it, find it anyway, even if it's something so silly, like, okay, here's one. The power went off in Maui almost on the whole island today. How much did I appreciate just turning on a light switch? That brings me joy. (laughs) I was like, oh, we use so much power. We forget, right? So it doesn't have to be like a big thing. Like I'm grateful for my family or it can be because I'm also Mm -hmm. grateful for those things. But if you're just in the throes of it, your grief backpack being really, really heavy right now. Focus on the little things you can be grateful for. Running water. <laughs> Some people don't yeah, even have that. That's right. right. That's right. Um, so that's my that's my biggest advice. And you guys, my contact is really easy. It's just shaunadukes.com, my full name. So Emily will have it in the show notes. But please feel free to reach out to me. You can buy my book on my website. You can also buy it on Amazon. But I like adding extra things when you buy personally for me. So I sign every book that is purchased through my website. And I also have, so my son kind of had a signature shaka. And so we had stickers made with his little shaka with his mole. And so, um, yeah, I love sending people trucker shaka stickers with my book. So it's just an extra little love that I can send if you purchase through me direct. And I really enjoyed being here and I look forward to connecting with you more, Emily. Oh, uh, me too. I I just love that we're both on Maui so that we can actually get in touch in person. (laughs) That's really exciting. 
Okay, well, thank you everybody for listening today. And I'm, I hope that you'll share this with anybody who you know can use this message today. And I will see you next week. Thanks for being here. Do you want more comfort, support, and happiness? Join the Grief and Happiness Alliance. Visit my website at lovingandlivingyourwaythroughgrief.com and read my book, Loving and Living Your Way Through Grief. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast, rate it, review it, and binge on all our episodes on grief and happiness. I can't wait to welcome you back to another episode.